Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 227, Episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where you take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2022, uh, which means it's International Women's Day. There it is. There it is. Shout out to over half the population on the planet yeah. Earth. Slightly yeah. over half. Yeah. Uh, amazing work. Amazing work. Amazing work. Take it from a couple of guys. Keep your head down, it from folks. Us. It's going to be great. Well-deserved one day of the year. Yeah, it's a for like you know the whole Women's History Month, right? It's Women's History Month this month, mm-hmm. and then it's International Women's Day. I feel like, yeah, the, the the programming could be more significant. I don't know. It's just weird <laughs> how like the I think all, a lot of these like months that are like here's a marginalized group, here's a whole month, and then it's like all right, that's it. Yeah, all right, we've addressed it. Don't look into pay equity. <laughs> Yep. All right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. What do we want? An end to clickbait. When do we want it? The answer will shock you. (laughs) That is courtesy of Tim Reinvented at Tim Reinvented on Twitter. A rare protest chant, a.k.a. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. 
It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Nugs Bunny, a.k.a. Elmer Bud, a.k.a. Daffy Dank, a.k.a. Spliff Fester Cat, a.k.a. Porky Pip, a.k.a. Roach Runner, a.k.a. Bonghorn Leghorn. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, shout out to CWGBO and Not Enough DVD Santa on the Discord <laughs> <laughs> for that Not wonderful Santa. Oh, man. Not enough DVD Santa. Great, great work from everyone on that one. Yeah. I was I was watching season two. Of, I think you should leave again over the weekend. Good. And that Santa sketch. All time for me. An all time great. What is what is it about? Is it is it Cosmic Gumbo that cements it for you? Or just Cosmic Gumbo, about? it's also the action movie. Yeah. Like the action part of it. Just how lazy the lines are. Really fucking kills me. And also I enjoy it as a fan of the Billy Bob Thornton radio interview where he demands that the guy not even acknowledge that he has an acting career. Yep. Yeah. All of the above form into uh, one of my favorite sketches. Also, the uh, Tim Robinson characters, which I hadn't watched, but that's like a free episode of I Think You Should Leave if you haven't checked. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. I miss Jeff. I miss Jeff. I miss Jeff. (laughs) <laughs> that and then when he goes to the gun store because he's been doing an absolute paint job paint <laughs> wherever he goes yeah all right well miles we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat yeah uh by a very funny stand-up comedian writer actor producer and creator of boast rattle a uh, compliment contest uh and never seen it a podcast where famous comedians rewrite classic movies they've never seen uh, he's appeared on Conan, Comedy Central, Fuse, at Just for Laughs, created and hosted the podcast Faking a Murderer, where he talked with eight comedians for eight hours about the show Making a Murderer, uh, but did not tell his guests that he'd never seen the show. Uh, he also wrote and put on a satirical play, Glenn Gary, Glenn Beck. He's got so many projects that just, like, pitch themselves with the title or, like, what <laughs> one sentence. Uh, and uh, also, he's apparently cracked the code on Wordle. Uh, cause he's gotten it on one guess every day for the past month. Uh, please welcome to the show the hilarious Kyle Ayers. Uh, What's up? Sells man? itself with the with the title is a nice way of saying fizzled out after one. <laughs> but it's, but thanks great for shit, me. man. I wanted to be AKA Tweedlebird, AKA Smoke Simity Sam. I love Looney Tunes. Oh That's yeah, all I'm gonna think about now. It's so fun. But thanks for having me. Hey man, let us in, man. Uh, you're 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 posting up sick fucking Wordle scores. Yeah, you, putting you know, up numbers. Yeah, like give us some tips here. You know, a lot of people are like, this guy's on fire. People will, so people do ask about this lots when I'm out at in public. And um, <laughs> the thing is, if you just know what it like, if you just guess it right the first try, right, then it te- then it then you get that's how it works. Oh, so much easier that way. I know. I I I just think I because I always think I'm like. What uh would it be today? And right. I type that in. Yeah. Mm. Hey man, you you've cracked it. It reminds me of <laughs> of the propaganda about Kim Jong Un that was like he just hit a hole in one on every golf hole. Like, <laughs> I think he like golfed in nineteen. Like he thought what <laughs> right, would like fool people where he's like that par five I got in. I two. got a two on <laughs> instead of one. Like, don't, don't make it unrealistic. <laughs> I shot a nineteen. Do you plan on adding a one where you got where you get it in two? I think if there's a day, and this is a huge. If what do you mean day plan where, on? You mean if he's off? I have thought about it. <laughs> if there's a day where the word is ado, I'm gonna get it, and I'm not gonna get it, and I'm gonna put because like, <laughs> that's everyone's because I think that's everyone's first word. Yeah, 
It all started when I jokingly said I got moist in one. Like, I yeah. thought that'd be a funny word to be like, that's my, because it makes it look like it's your starter word. And now I just uh, struggle for content. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do people get pissed at you? They're like, You're every cheating. once in a while. Yeah. People are, have kind of caught on at this point. But when I first started, I was like 12 in and someone goes, doubt it. Like, after 12. <laughs> yeah. I also doubt it. They're like, because I got to 11. And then when you surpassed me, I was like, hold on. I tried. I spent like three hours trying to get the Quirtle copy paste. But the formatting is impossible when you erase the little squares and they all move to different lines and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to look like I was getting Quirtle in one every day as well. Yeah, which would be technically impossible. Yeah, but yeah. so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, impossible to us. The thing about uh, Quartal is you just got to guess all four words at once. At once, somehow. (laughs) Come on, Jack. You got to be more confident, man. Back yourself. (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. Well, Kyle, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Marco Rubio, thirst posting, pics of Zelensky. Just, you know, he was asked for security purposes. Hey, don't do this. And Don't he was it. like, oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I can't, I can't, can't not be me, baby. What's more important than clout for old Rubio? If he had gotten that dude killed, like that would have been, that would have been an all timer. And he, and yeah, and he wouldn't have said it was his fault. He would have been like, I don't know, man. I think uh, the Ukrainian special forces really failed their president is probably what yeah. he would have said. He would have blamed the Cubans for some sort of mystical technology they have that targeted right. them. We're going to talk about. Trump had some interesting things to say about the war, war crimes, just generally what what would be happening if he was in charge, Yeah, which is a terrifying thought experiment like for the rest of us. But for him, it it takes place in a Looney Tunes cartoon, actually, like his yeah. version of the war if he was still president. So it's good to see that, you know, his time in office has changed him and hardened him into right. a realistic adult human being. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, uh, okay, so it has happened. Hard Mountain Dew has hit shelves, uh, some test markets, and the reviews are, will shock you. (laughs) We'll go with that. All of that, plenty more. But first, Kyle, we do like to ask our guest, Mm -hmm. what is something from your search history? Oh, my search history. Oh, my God. Let me see the last thing that I searched. I guess it was Looney Tunes characters so I could make those puns. Uh, <laughs> I thought you I loved searched. Looney Tunes. You're googling Looney Tunes characters. I, the last thing I searched was why are why are there Oscars, and I don't remember if I meant like still or ever, right? Mm. Like right, why right. the awards ceremony happened. Yeah, but I, it's just mostly because I uh, it does it feels like we're in a, a post award show world. Yes, mm. totally. Is anyone does it? Did, I used to look forward to the Oscars. Yeah. I would love to win one if they're giving them out I, like Wordle scores. But <laughs> at this point, I don't. It's this month. It's next month. It already happened. I don't know. I think the peak Oscars for me, even like not even that I was so excited, but the last thing I like participated in was like wearing a tuxedo to watch the Oscars. 
just as like a goof at someone's house. That was the year that Moonlight <laughs> you showed up at their house for like a casual viewing party and a tuxedo. Yeah. yeah. And no, no, no. They were asking everybody to dress oh, up nice. Oh, and I was like, I thought oh. it was like that. Uh, I was like, I'll go there. Up, like the Babadook to go to that normal Halloween party. That was really funny. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. But yeah, like, and then after that, I, I honest, even then I was like, see, I don't even know why I'm here. And now you like to your point. I, I don't really understand what it means to even give an award out anymore. I just, something happened. You know, I'm sure it's probably the only bad thing that's happened from the pandemic the would years. be this fallout about award shows. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is, I don't know. I just, I used to really, I was like, I'll guess them all and I'll see all the movies. And I think I was looking it up to see like, is there a movie I should watch? But right. I don't know if it's because I'm not going to theaters, maybe movie pass, maybe I don't know what's going on. It just doesn't feel like, I don't know, maybe I learned too much about celebrities' personal lives, like, through the pandemic, sure. and now I'm like, oh, well, I don't want, you know, I don't care. And now I'm just sort of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this month. Uh, yeah, they're coming up, yeah. I think. Um, And maybe I'll, I probably won't watch, but I'll look up and see what won and be excited if it's actors or directors I like. But other mm-hmm. than that, I'm not sure. It feels yeah. like, it used to feel like, we're in Los Angeles, it used to feel like there's, like, this weight to them that i guess people just feel a little bit less maybe i'm seeing less people i don't know Nah, i think it's just in general like this has always been an issue with awards is like when they really start departing from like what people are enjoying and what they enjoy about something they don't like align with they're like oh yeah that makes sense i would want that award because these people are also thinking the same way now people like what got nominated what didn't get nom what who the fuck are these people voting and that i think that energy is just sort of completely made it you know i could definitely see that that factoring into how i feel about it all where you know just can are you throwing a popular movie a bone to keep us on for a little while or are you not acknowledging that movies people like are real if it's not (laughs) just about like sometimes i see a movie trailer now and i watch it i'm like that looks like one you know what I mean? Like I had yeah, all the yeah. parts of, oh, the guy, oh, man, I bet That's that guy had, I bet the situation with his parents influenced his life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, all right, there's another one of those. But it, I, <laughs> I think you're onto something with that, Miles. I think it might have something to do with feeling like a disconnect between what gets nominated for awards and what people consume. And I think that's the hard part is how do you even, what group could actually embody that? Where you're like, you know who gives out the awards that make sense? This group of people over here and i don't True. even think like at that point is there even <laughs> right any weight if you to look that, back through years of what one best picture it is rarely the movie you ever think about from that year anymore hereditary is like the example <laughs> i can think of where it is but other than that it, it you really have to be like what you look at a bit good is that the movie that that remains in people's zeitgeist in their oh, brain oh yeah shakespeare in love very rarely yeah is everyone going back and rewatching shakespeare in love or do you rewatch saving private ryan like is it what movies saving private ryan. And right. it, or crash they age even faster than that like crash 20 minutes afterwards like oh, green yeah. book 10 minutes afterwards yeah. like, i don't even know that was couldn't have been real green book looked like a tropic yeah. thunder trailer to me <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying hereditary should have won or should have. it was great yeah, yeah. that was one yeah. at least that was like the last time we were like that's the lasting movie from then. Right, right. Don't mess it up. Yeah. They, we even won here. They tried to not give it to the lasting movie, and the people who won it were like, we didn't actually win. The good one did. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> They're trying so hard. Yeah. I like La La Land. I shouldn't say that. 
we 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 do a thing every year when the nominees are announced where we talk about like that it should be a five year delay on the on the nominees. <laughs> so that like you Right. It's like the Hall of Fame for sports. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You get to see what stuck around. So, oh, that's funny. But I personally, you know, I'm. I just think Hollywood's brightest stars need a night to come out and shine. Personally, <laughs> that's always been my stance. So, it's yeah, it's it a continue mess, to be for sure. What is something you think is overrated? Hate following people. Mm. Oh, just, it, it's oh. bad for your brain. Oh, right. If you're like, a- I gotta, I gotta, I didn't follow Marco Rubio. I could just look them up when I see everyone talking about them. Right. But mm-hmm. I just don't need to, like, see the casual overflow of, like, following people just to, like, uh, yeah. quietly dunk on them in my brain and scroll. Right. I feel like, yeah, the the people, like, I, I follow people like that. And it started out of this thing of, like, oh, I should be able to, like, respond to tweets from this person on Twitter to get some jokes off or something. Sure. And then my will for that dissipates. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Why am I just only looking at Ben Shapiro and Candace right. Owens on my feed now? I know that is the. I think he is the the maybe the primary one that's in my brain when I think about something like this. Because I go, you know, everyone screamed about something with him, and I go look, and I'm like, I have 800 common followers with this guy. Right, right. That's crazy to me. But what, yeah. what are you just seeing? You see the stuff that he clearly just wants attention for, but you also see like uh, him just tweeting like fun day or I don't know what he does, but like, right, right, I doubt right. he tweets anything that casual, but like you got to see him just promoting his podcast every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's yeah. the last, what's the last, uh, hate follow? Did you, have you been, have you been cleaning up your follows? Is that how that, you That is kind of what led me to this is I just yeah. kind of like going through and I'm just like, do I need, do I need to follow like both Lindsey Graham accounts? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have to. The person I, one that we remember, we all, there was like an hour where everyone's like, is he funny? <laughs> right. right and but then i follow the actual one like ran by the whatever you know people who work for him i just i gotta stop it's it, we all i gotta stop yeah, there there are good people for like who do the hate following for me like yes. cody johnston is a great is a great person to follow because he will bring to your attention anytime one of those people does something very stupid or yeah anytime john krasinski has a burner account and is telling people who criticize his movies that he's six two and can beat the shit out of them it's yeah i i, I do not i do not have the energy or or attention span to Hold hate on, follow dude. can people. we do we are we gonna breeze right by what's going on with john krasinski's burner account about beating people up you, yeah i feel like people missed this so hold on this this is okay you know what maybe it's underrated hate following people because apparently <laughs> yeah. i missed the whole john well, krasinski b- just follow cody because account. he he caught this it was john krasinski like so somebody went on a tear one day because it, people kept <laughs> accusing john krasinski of being a cia op because he rebooted jack ryan with himself as jack ryan except jack ryan's no longer just an analyst now he's also like a badass action hero and people were like all right you're a cia op and he was like you know you better like stop saying that because krasinski actually like trained with a military unit and he could fuck you up <laughs> and then cody was just pointed out like hey so that that account was just created today are we gonna pretend this isn't john krasinski because oh, like, <laughs> it was an account that was created one day and just went around saying the most self-serving like I just picture thing. like a. They're like, we weren't sure if it was him or not, but the it, the only tweet the account had was looks directly at webcam and smirks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. I, I hope he's out here dunking on people who are trying to take down leatherheads. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, because that is an underrated classic. Not to step on your underrated, but I'm sure it was Leatherheads. The, the buildings of football is an important thing to have. <laughs> he does have the body of a prototypical athlete when the movie took place. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He, As, there's, yeah. You don't have to go back that far to where he would have been the largest athlete on Earth. <laughs> that's true. Like he probably would have won years before the advanced I, uh, athletic body of Larry Bird. There was <laughs> John Krasinski. I think about it sometimes. You know, like, we don't have to go back that far where we probably could have made the Olympics in something if we tried. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the three of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like drop my body into the 30s. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting some kind. I'm getting on some Olympic team. Yeah. Right. You're telling me I couldn't like out swim the guy who played Tarzan. <laughs> he won gold medals. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just would have loved to, you know, play basketball in a belt and a polo shirt or whatever the fuck they played in back then. <laughs> yeah. Like just a round leather ball with just no the seams. innovation you would have yeah. had in the middle of the Olympics. You would have been like, "What if we cut the bottom of the basket out?" Right. <laughs> and they would be like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> I feel like, oh, man, 1936 would have been tough, man. Are you looking up the records right Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, damn, like, yeah, I'm not beating Jesse Owens. Like, <laughs> that shit ain't happening. Uh, like, maybe not even a thing you want to claim to be able to have done. Yeah. <laughs> if I came on here and all I was doing was saying I could have ran faster than Jesse than Owens, Jesse it would have felt really agenda driven. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me go further back. Maybe 28. What happened in 28? Let me see. 100 years ago, we all probably could have made the Olympics. Wrestling? Damn, I don't, dude. I'm not running a fucking 10-4 fucking 100 meter. No. You got to maybe do something else. You got to do one in like more uh, long-term athletic space. A niche. Yeah. Like, what if you could do the high jump? The high jump world record was like 20 inches. Right. Yeah. You just like jumped over it. You didn't like do that floppy thing. Yeah. The high high jump was just like, you just kind of jumped over something. Right. And while you're doing it, you had to like salute the president. (laughs) (laughs) It was just two kids holding a jump rope on either side and you had to jump over that. (laughs) (laughs) You had to like, you'd like twist your mustache upwards. Over every hurdle during the steeplechase. Right. Like, ah, this is, I'm, I'm making my way. They're like, ah, but that's a two-second penalty for Williams. His monocle came out. <laughs> now he's just running in a little circle over and over again. <laughs> we saw Williams gawk at a lady. That's a four-second penalty. They're not married. Uh. <laughs> there, was, there was a good story from, like, the, I think it was, like, 1900s or so, like, ni- the first decade of the 20th century like paris had the olympics and people like got lost during the marathon run and like there was so much like smoke and coal ash and shit that i think somebody died so yeah they they didn't really have their shit together back then it was more like hobbyists i never never understood the marathon as a thing where we're like the guy who invented it died at it yeah and now we're all like we can do it yeah now there's ultra marathons that are 100 miles. And, what? Yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. That, that, whenever I see those people, like, you know, watch YouTube video, like, you see, like, motivational YouTube clips, and it's about some dude who, like, or anybody who's like, I ran 300 miles. You think I did it because I gave up on myself? And you're like, I think you I did it know, because man. you suffer from a very specific type of mental illness. Yeah, I would like to watch those videos with a therapist. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And he'd be like, what are you really running from? And the guy just cries. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's asked him that. That's what that's you, you from, actually David? win the race because you just catch up to people one at a time and say that to them. And they all just like break down into tears. <laughs> you just have pic- pictures of their parents with you. Yeah. And it's also like nothing that makes me more resolute in like not being a like a athlete or exercising and like, you know, very high levels because I see somebody say like, it's easy to run your first 80 miles. And I'm like, dude, fuck that. Like, I right. Just, the last yeah, 20, yeah, that's it, where it gets you. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. I can't drive a hundred miles without stopping. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is there a Taco Bell? Do we have like one of these weird... Is there like that gas station that has the alien outside of it? Like I gotta find right. something within a hundred yeah. miles. Hold yeah. on, we need some habanero jerky right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the best I don't care jerky if it in the world. The <laughs> I'm also gonna just say overrated. Hate following people on the street. Don't don't true. do that. <laughs> true, true. Where you going, man? Where you headed? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, one of those fancy walkers, huh? Okay, think this is New York City or something. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everyone about this walk, but I'm gonna be ironic about it. Yeah. What is uh? What's something you think is underrated? It's so funny that we ended up where we did with this talk because my underrated is uh, listening to audiobooks while exercising. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I started is. trying to, to to run a little bit. I like to swim and I like to bike, but running is I I hate it. I hate running. I hate it. Yeah. And someone told me to listen to audiobooks while you do it because then you get excited to go do it again because you want to know what's happening in the book. Damn, you um, must be listening to some good audiobooks. Give us I know. Names. How long are you listening to The Fellowship of the Ring? There you and, go. <laughs> which I have read, but it's just like, I want to get back into this because they're good at the book. Right. Uh, so I think that that's a nice, it's helped me uh, be a little more motivated to do the very minimal exercise yeah. that I am trying to do. I do that with movies. Just run, like, I just need to give myself like something that's like a treat. I can't like do like a, a book I've been meaning to get to while I'm running, you know. It has to be. You watch Wait, a movie while you run? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're on a treadmill problem. No, no, no. No, I've, oh, I, I've been hit strings. by a car five times in the <laughs> yeah. last two weeks. It's you got some good. sort of like head rig where it comes <laughs> up in front of you. <laughs> yeah. This is your hands-free running watch. Yeah. You drive around Los Angeles, you'll see enough people watching TV while they drive. Yeah. But that's yeah. not oh, that yeah. fetched It's it's like, it's really uh, blown up exponentially, I feel like. Oh, I saw a dude people. touch the skip intro button of the Queen's Gambit while driving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's automatic. That's pretty... He's like, you don't have time for that? You're in traffic. Right. Yeah. It's like, now I gotta get to the narrative. <laughs> Wait, so you, normally, see, I can't run. I just hate running. I, I can only it. do it in the context of, like, sport. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm, like, chasing after somebody or, like, playing basketball or soccer. Like, yeah. that I following. can run. Yeah. But just like straight yogging, fuck that. I'm I telling you, that. I yeah, I've, I've only I have just kind of started doing it, and getting like a mile without stopping is a huge, huge thing for me. And oh, I run so slow. The first yeah, mile, I just so hard. I try to not. The first mile is the only one I'm doing. But I, try, <laughs> I literally hit a half mile and I turn around and go with the back. And yeah, but it's hard. It's really, somewhere. really hard. But it the third or fourth time it did was a little easier, and that felt kind of like good. Yeah. When people, mm. you talk to people who run, they're like, you're going to get the runner's high. It's like, no, I, I just run only a mile and then get regular high. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Works much better, much more time yeah. efficient. Yeah. It, running slow is is the key. You got to yeah. make yourself run very slow and then you'll 
maybe start to enjoy it. And and I tried at the beginning of lockdowns. I was like, fuck it. Like, I got to get I got to do something. And I did it maybe for like a month. And then I was just like, this is just fucked up. Like, I yeah. can't. Yeah. Who am I kidding here? Like, I thought I could do it. But now I'm just now biking. Biking feels the best. like a kid. Because yeah. you know what? No one ever tells you. They never tell you you're going to need a knee brace. Right. I'm, I'm, From running. I'm 33 and I start running. I'm talking to my friend who runs like a lot. And he goes, you're going to want to get a knee brace. I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll do this till it hurts and I'll quit. Like, I'm not yeah. going to, not pushing through gear. I'm not, gonna, right. hey, I'm not trying to do this consistently. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk Marco, the Marco Rubio. Marco the Rubio. Marco the motherfucking Rubio, which is <laughs> how he's asked me to introduce him. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good, cold in my mouth. Warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX-1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. 
When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit Nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's Nice.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back. And yeah, Miles, you pointed out that Rubio was flex posting on uh, his meeting with Zelensky. I, I had missed this because I also don't hate follow people. Yeah. You know, look, the flex post, we get it. Everybody's been guilty of it here and there. Maybe you got upgraded on an airplane. You're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm taking a picture. Look at my stinking ass in first class flex post. You just maybe met one of your idols. You want to take a picture with them, put it on the gram. I get it, little flex post. Got or maybe Wordle you're on, on the first try, hundred days in a row. <laughs> you gotta get a little flex copy. Post. Meeting Wordle legend Kyle A. <laughs> Dude, a flex post. Flip, flick it up with me, bro. Right. Or maybe you're on a Zoom call with uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky after the Russians tried to assassinate him three times in one week, and he's constantly moving around for his own safety as he leads his country's homeland defense. Flex post. Yes, <laughs> for Marco Rubio. So. Steve Daines and Marco Rubio both posted like screenshots of their Zoom call with President Zelensky uh, over the weekend. And this was like a huge call. Apparently, it was like almost 300 senators, House members and their staff. They were all with Zelensky. So he was, you know, catching them up to basically like what the situation was on the ground, what kind of aid they needed, etc. And then Rubio just literally posted a just a, like as if he took a picture of a laptop, because you can tell by like the angle of it, this isn't a screen. It's like, I'm going to take yeah, photo with his phone. Yeah. Let me take photo of computer. And it says on Zoom call now with President Zelensky. Right now, at this moment. Right now. In, Steve Daines did the same thing. Currently on a Zoom call with President Zelensky with like another, again, a crude iPhone picture of a computer. You know that he saw Rubio do it, and he was like, nah, I gotta let everyone know. It's like letting everyone know you're at the party. Do you know what I mean? He's like, Rubio posted a story and didn't tag me. I mean... So I gotta let everyone know I'm here, too. I mean, exactly, because Steve Daines did post that, I believe, eight eight minutes minutes later. later, Which is probably how long it took him to figure out how to do a screenshot. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's like, what do you mean? Command shift four? (laughs) Why do you... What is the Apple button? (laughs) Open Apple? What? I think this is an opportunity for President Zelensky, if you, because I know you're listening. I'm not going to say if. He's a huge fan. Virtual huge. backgrounds, my man. Right. Yeah. Well, throw the Eiffel Tower back there and throw Putin off. 
Exactly. With oh. that Looney Tunes logic that we're going to get to that <laughs> Trump be on. He, he just pictures Zelensky painting a tunnel on a side of a mountain to see if Putin will drive a tank. Bro, in. Yeah, exactly. If he had put China as the fake background, yeah. Putin would have bombed China. We yeah. get the thing that Trump is going to be talking there about later on. Put a bathroom at the Kremlin as your background. Yes. Mm. Wait a okay. second. We're on to something. <laughs> so. This is like after, right? The ambassador explicitly asked attendees to this Zoom meeting. This is from one of the other senators who like didn't post and was just like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Said, quote, the Ukrainian ambassador very intentionally asked each of us on the Zoom to not share anything on social media during the meeting to protect the security of President Zelensky. Appalling and reckless ignorance by two U.S. senators. Uh, yeah, I mean, the last part goes without saying, but. I, it's it's weird because Rubio, who last I checked is not Jason Bourne, went on, I believe, Jake Tapper show on CNN and was just like, everybody's just tripping. OK, wait, Tapper, Tapper asked him like, yeah. hey, what what the fuck? If some if everyone's asking you to go on TV to justify it, I bet everyone's not tripping. Yeah, it's not like they want you on there. If you're, it's like like we got to we need to find a way to get Rubio on our show. Has he done anything out of step? You tweeted a photo of Zelensky during the virtual (laughs) meeting. Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips said that the Ukrainian ambassador had explicitly asked lawmakers not to share anything on social media until after the meeting ended uh, just for Zelensky's security. Uh, Is that true? Was it a mistake for you to tweet that picture? Well, first of all, she asked that like 30 minutes into the call after I had already done it. The second is I think she's under the impression that no one knew that call was happening. Um, you know, that call had been widely reported. Actually, the specific time had been reported. There were over 300 people on it. All the call details had been emailed. So there was nothing secure about that call. And, and the picture is just a nondescript picture. It looks just like every of the other ones that you've seen out there publicly. So I don't, there's no risk post, but you know, you're always going to have a couple of people that want their, their name in an article somewhere and mentioned in the press. So, <laughs> Oh, you mean like you, they're always, trying, you you're always going to have these people who want attention for what they're doing that day. And yeah, <laughs> those are the people coming after me, you know, just because you have some cool friends. I think they're just really haters, you know, because I think a lot of those people weren't on the call. Man, so this is a brutal way to find out. I got Marco Rubio's haircut two days ago. <laughs> well, seeing that video of him on CNN. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. he's I mean, again, I, I'm sure you're a data analyst. You're an analyst. So, you know, it's a nondescript room. You know, yeah. what's the problem? I also just love though too. He's like, well, like the ambassador only said that like 30 minutes, like into the call. Like, I didn't even right. know until she said like, that's not even fair. <laughs> I was if- too busy tweeting out to pay attention at the beginning of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous Dude, you know he was sit- he was so excited to do that all day he knew he's gonna get on there he knew he's gonna post the thing about it and he, he just wanted the attention for being there you want to be right. invited and he got invited and yeah you know like there is part of me like i get it i get the urge to take a picture and say like you're on a zoom call with the most famous human being on earth at the moment but that's yeah. if you completely remove all of the context as to why you are even speaking with this person and why they are even the most looked at famous person on the planet at the moment. Like, come on. like yeah, I mean, I did a Zoom show with Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I had a pretty similar situation happen where I took a screenshot because I was so excited. I was like, and Zelensky's almost an even more famous comedian at this point. Than like Colin some would Mockery. say even yeah. more like yeah. at this moment, you know. Right, right. Not at peak, but at this moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, not Absolutely. if you take an average over the course of a lifetime. But yeah, yeah, yeah. to see someone famous, be, to be like, this is crazy. This is the most famous guy. And then you know what you think? 
I am a sitting U.S. senator. <laughs> but that's a. I think that's maybe the I whole don't problem. need attention. I think that's the whole problem. There, the whole Russian invasion of Ukraine, like, ha- has really brought out this. I think in the mainstream press and also in a lot of politicians, this desire, like, this just they're just horny for a world where they are making life and death decisions and like their their entire job yeah. and the course of this country isn't like already predetermined unless you like right. change who yeah. they are entirely. So he definitely really wants everyone to think that like Zelensky was like, and Marco Rubio, how do we resolve this? Right. And Marco Rubio like <laughs> clicks the raise hand button in Zoom right. and then is brought into the big clean. He's like, Yes, yes, thank you. Like oh, it was just Marco Rubio you're on was mute, Marco, you're on mute. This, this dude was basically <laughs> CC'd on a Zoom. You know right. what I mean? If not BCC'd on a Zoom. Marco, did you have something you changed from the little party streamer emoticonda <laughs> hands clapping? I didn't know. Did you have something or you're just, okay, cool. Thank oh, no, you. no, no. I'm just figuring out hot keys. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Look at this. I can make my eyebrows look green. Look. <laughs> Marco Rubio hey, should have, hey. if he really wanted to make me laugh, he should have made his taken a screenshot of Zelensky and made that his wallpaper like he was sitting in the chair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or framed next to him. He's like, oh, he's like right next to him nodding. And he's like at meeting with Zelensky. And he's like shaking his hand, even though Zelensky just, just has his arms out like Tim Robinson in a sketch. And yeah. his hands just like flat out. It's like there's a sense of depth or anything. He's like, yes, I'm hugging like, him. Bringing him a drink like you would see people making those little Zoom videos of themselves delivering themselves <laughs> coffee early. And remember when Zoom was fun? Yeah. Camera off returns in the exact same T-shirt that Zelensky's wearing. <laughs> just like, that would be hilarious. Yeah, puffing his chest up, he's like, "Whoa, twin day, huh?" They're like, "Please, <laughs> oh, Senator Rubio." He just he's... tweets TFW. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Trump telling us, uh, you know, how where his brain's at. He he may be our uh, next president. He thinks he's going to be, mm. and he was speaking with some donors over the weekend in Louisiana. And he had a lot of thoughts on what is happening in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows uh, Vladimir Putin, like, V well, like, so well. He's actually the homie, Vladimir Putin. And this wouldn't have happened if I was right. president. Sort of, he said, quote, I knew, he says, I knew Putin. Very, okay, all right, Gautier. I knew Putin very well. He would not have done it. He would have never done it. He kept mm-hmm. saying this, this like same line over and over again when you're like, OK, but we already heard from John Bolton last week on this. And we saw with our own eyes, you were actively trying to withhold aid to Ukraine for your own like political gains. And you also literally can't find it on a map. So, sure. Right. What other ideas you got, uh, Donnie? And then he went back to one of his old favorite, you know, tracks, which is. NATO sucks and the U.S. should leave. We're paying too much money. NATO's nothing. It's a paper tiger, blah, 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 blah. So he criticized, you know, the lack of like aggressive military response as if like the response from the, the all these other countries like, yeah, man, just fucking destroy, uh, just destroy the country with like nukes or something. But he was really, really agitated that there wasn't like this huge show of like militaristic force. And when people were like, yeah, that's to like avoid a literal overt world war. Now it's like a cold war- world war where the West is definitely arming another country and being like, yeah, you know, we don't really, really want to get into it. We'll just give you the shit to blow them up with. And, you know, because he didn't like that, he came up with a very clever res- response or idea. 
The solution was to paint F-22 Raptors with Chinese flags and have them, quote, bomb the shit out of Russia. <laughs> and then he said, China did it. We didn't do it. China did it. And then they start fighting with each other and we sit back and watch. That's literally, that's a quote. I just picture him saying all this and then it just pans over to Nathan Fielder, who's like right. nodding his head like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, paint the jets, have them do it. And then it's exactly, it'll work perfect. That is the, like, I guess it's a reminder of what it was like when he was the president. But, like, I had read that. Somebody tweeted that quote, like, and then we say, China did it. We didn't do it, folks. China did it. And then they start fighting. As somebody had tweeted that quote. I had, I had no clue if that was a joke or not. Like, I assumed it was because well, it's so. I, it's, it was met with, like, uproarious, like, laughter and applause when he said that to the donors. Now, my question there is, is it like, is it the kind of laughter, applause, where it's like, holy shit, I agree. This guy's a fucking genius, and I didn't think of that. Or is it more of like, <laughs> holy shit, I can't believe this guy thinks that shit would work. He's just kind of a goofy guy, you know? He just says stuff like that. I think they're just probably just like, oh, God, I can't believe this guy's here. We'll talk about this while golfing. I don't even think anyone's paying attention. It's Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, people just go, I think they're used to being like, Trump says something, you cheer. But I'm sure there are also people who, you know, people with very little knowledge about global military conflict is like, yeah, that's fine. I don't know if that's a war crime, which it is. To paint I, a- I believe Trump is to rich people what his supporters are to him, where he thinks they love him and they laugh about him when he's not around, even if he helps them. Oh, because right. they're just use- <laughs> he's just useful to them. He's just useful to them, but he's a joke of a rich person to them. You know what I mean? He's the, right, like, right, he's right. Like very, and I don't know how wealthy these people were at the Louisiana fundraiser or whatever, but I imagine he doesn't talk to too many of his actual supporters because he finds them no, despicable. they're gross. They're disgusting. Yeah. Look at him. They, he houses them in a airplane hangar, and they get right, to, exactly. they get to see him there. But it has but to I, be th- open these air. People, the second he leaves the room, everyone's like, "Oh my god, that fuck!" You know, what I mean, this guy's that he is a joke to them yeah. as well. And I'm sure he, he was joking, but he's planning to run for president and was criticized for being like for his take on Russia. So it is it, just a weird thing to be joking. Oh, for about. sure. Hey, he's, he's never running. thought any. He, he's never thought about anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's never thought about anything before. He pro- yeah. He just, I, it's so, I hadn't <clears throat> thought about him in like a week. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, he pops up so much yeah. less frequently now. And then every time he does pop up, it's something like this. And you're like, he's going to win again. <laughs> and because in the interim, uh, the guy who's in there now has done nothing. He said he would and told me to go back to an office. So, like, right. I think. Yeah. Also, hope you guys saved us some money to pay those student loans back up. <laughs> yeah. uh, my friend, the banks. It really is. Uh, I know he has trouble remembering things, but I didn't think he'd forget everything he promised so quickly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, you know, That's one day at a time, one day at a time, <laughs> one crisis at a time as they're like, all right, do we cut off the Russian oil and then have to figure? I mean, I think it's really convenient because now Democrats are, you know, rather than pointing at corporate greed and stuff, they're like this war between with Russia attacking Ukraine. I mean, yeah. it's, it, the inflation has gone wacky. We do y'all. keep getting like, caught up in wars every time there's almost an election. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not going to look into it. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Better, better to not. Better to leave it. But again, I do, I do want to commend uh, Trump's like legitimate Looney Tunes logic on yeah. how to like defeat. It is uh, the duck season, rabbit season of inciting war. Right. 
I'm not familiar with duck season, rabbit season. season, He's hanging up. It's like when Bugs Bunny would hang up duck season signs over the rabbit season signs so Elmer Fudd would hunt the Daffy instead of Bugs. Right, yeah. This is him doing that. Paint the planes with Chinese flags is hanging up duck season signs. Right, yeah. And we all know F-22 Raptors, I mean, the prized possession of air forces across the globe. Oh, wait, no, they're only, they've never been sold outside of the U.S. But, okay, sure, put a sticker on it. And now we're like, you see, Vladimir, I mean, like, what's going on? They're wilding. I mean, I think they stole our planes, too. Yeah. And there there are, like, you know, there, there's a, a school of international relations, the realist school, where it's just, you know, might makes right. And, like, you know, we have to, plan our future in international relations with the ideal that like everybody you know as soon as a major power builds itself up enough they're going to come for us and china is in the process of doing that and so the u.s needs to make friends with russia not like provoke this war like i I had somebody who like took issue with I, was, I think I was regurgitating a little bit too much of like the New York Times talking points on the you know Russian war invasion of Ukraine and like they sent me a really interesting like lecture where this like professor from Chicago University of Chicago is like talking about like how that decision to back Ukraine's involvement in NATO is really like the very beginning of this whole thing and it was like very foolish that all makes sense to me the fact that trump is just said that the way to uh, handle that is it's not even like that guy is thinking in chess and trump is thinking in checkers it's like so far below that he's like thinking in yeah looney tunes yeah checkers would involve like setting up a board yeah, yeah, and knowing where the pieces start, it's like he walked into the middle of a checkers game and and farted on the board. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we call this dog poop sucker. Yeah, and you're like, what? And then got Kick lifted off the ground by the scent of his own fart, and like started yeah. <laughs> like when a pie is yeah. going and they smell the pie wave. Mmm, <laughs> this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that would be the perpetual motion machine. Yeah, it would be him just smelling it and so I mean. Put a, a magnet in front of a car could it really I feel like it? not a bad visual metaphor for his entire life you know yeah, right. just continuing to fail he doesn't upwards. have to worry about his bone spurs acting up if he's floating <laughs> under floating the scent of his own fart yeah just farting his way alternative upwards. fuel yeah all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back hi it's jack o'brien i've got to tell you guys about something new i've been trying this year i've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan. Yet, 
you can have it healthy. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX-1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back. And hard Mountain Dew, we, we've talked about its impending existence since it was announced. It was presumably like birthed by just the gods, of, like the the meme ability of having hard Baja blasts, like yeah. Taco Bell and you know Pepsi, which are the same company. I guess they they they're not fools. They they know yeah. that this is like a a slam dunk, but for execution. All they had yeah. to do was nail that execution. Baja Blast is great because it has more sugar than regular Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
is has a shitload of sugar, like has an illegal amount of sugar in most countries. And Baja Blast coming through, being like, nah, let's let's ramp that up. We want this thing to be on the verge of being a solid with how much sugar we sugar and caffeine. And then, you know, color it the color of miniature golf water and we're we're in business. And then hard seltzers are obviously, you know, coming on strong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I love Baja Blast. I love Mountain Dew. I have tried to stop drinking it as much as possible. I still have a six pack in the uh, in the fridge at all times in case in case I need to celebrate. <laughs> Behind a little piece of glass, you gotta like <laughs> exactly. knock out to get to it. But you know, I don't drink, so I will not be partaking in the uh, hard do. So, I, but I was, I was eager. I was like, "This is, you know, this is the evolution." Yeah, it. I think everybody hearing about it, we everyone was excited. Whether you drink or you not, like not. It's just like it, like you said, it's a fucking meme. You're like, right. oh shit, Baja Blast is now like something that will lead to DUIs. Interesting. Right. <laughs> it's crazy this that whoever invented this stopped yelling at their stepkids long enough to make it. <laughs> So I think, you know, I like the idea of it, you know, and I was never being like, you know, I'm an, I, I can't wait to seek this out for my next, you know, uh, imbibing <laughs> moment. But, you know, th- I think my instincts are correct because we're starting to get some reviews. Uh, the people at the takeout got their hands on some because for right now, this shit is only available in like three markets in Tennessee, Iowa and Florida. It's that's so what, funny. It's like, <laughs> where, where do people shoot shit in fields? Right. <laughs> Just to see. And it that's blow like up. for that's a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. OK. Now add some Baja to and, or, and a Mountain Dew watermelon. I got so many flavors. And now we've got the market cornered. And apparently retailers in those areas have said the shit is flying off the shelves. Like, yeah. like at a five to one ratio to their other products. And I get that it's new. And I, like we said, it's a drinkable fucking meme. Like I would yeah. buy it just to be like, hey, come over. And then I'm like, yo, I got that. I got that blasted Mountain Dew shit. And people are like, oh, OK, you got that hard Mountain Dew. Yeah. But that's I mean, this is a it. great thing to bring to a party, even still, like right oh, now. I would yeah. love to order it at a bar where they make drinks. <laughs> that way the bartender knows, no, 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 I don't want anything you've learned. <laughs> no. Yeah. I Just want that, that one can. can. I want you to kill me. Yeah. It really feels like Four Loco walked so hard Mountain Dew could, I don't know, ride a jet ski well, in so an appropriate area. That's what you would think, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 is the promise right. of the concept Mountain of this Dew. product. Yeah. It has no caffeine and no sugar. <laughs> like, what the, f- what the fuck are they thinking? Like the hundred calories, though, because we got to keep up with the other with the white claws of the world, right? But I, no, you don't. That's not your target. Like I know, right? There's nobody who is trying to get like combine their Mountain Dew drinking and getting fucked up is like, gotta check my blood sugar, <laughs> gotta make sure I gotta keep my uh, blood pressure in check. No, we're we're. I, I get it. I'm part of the group of people who like to die by chemical food. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with. I'm willing. I mean, this should definitely be an option. It's great that they have an option for you know people who have diabetes. It could be or, called Mountain you know, Don't. Yeah, they have no. could, or Hill Do. There's a lot of things they could call the lesser version of <laughs> Hill right Do. I, I don't know what's smaller than a mountain. <laughs> Plateau yeah, foot, Do. Foot Hill Do. Hill Do. Hill Do sounds like a, a like a King of the Hill nephew that you don't right. know about. That's Hill Do. Right. 
But, you know, in this in this one write up from the takeout, it's hilarious because they're, you know, their biggest complaint is there's so many fucking artificial sweeteners in it that like they can't handle the fucking taste. This one, <laughs> this excerpt, this beverage, which tastes like Sprite consumed immediately after downing a tablespoon of bubblegum flavored amoxicillin. They're they're setting up these different like man versus technology, man yeah. versus society. The whole article to... y'all need to read. It's by Lillian Stone, and it's a great work of yeah writing. It says the man versus society conflict emerges in original dues artificial artificial sweetener content, as in the drink is so full of asasulfame potassium or ace K and sucralose that I cannot enter society because I am farting so so much. <laughs> Uh, Black Mirror really did come true. Uh, <laughs> By the way, my gum of choice, and I'm a big. I, I like to have a chew every once in a while. You guys, I'm a big. I'm a big chewer. Big league chew. My gum of choice is Trident, and they switched to one of these artificial sweeteners that did contain something that fucked up your bowels. <laughs> like, wow. it, it, like Whoa, for really? a little while. Yeah, I was just like, uh oh. This is this is bad. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? Wow. From chewing a piece of gum? From chewing it, a piece of gum. The fallout yeah. of like one rich guy being like, this could save us a hundred thousandth of a cent per pack. Yeah. yeah. And just. And now everyone's farting. Painting <laughs> toilets across the nation. <laughs> so, yeah, like they go on and, and many other flavors, the like the sort of verdict seems to be the same for all of them, which is like, this shit is a failure. It tastes fake it tastes like medicine it's there's nothing pleasant about it it's barely carbonated what are we doing damn i'm gonna love this stuff i know <laughs> i think am so i love shit car like medicine tasting crap i love it <laughs> i love medicine tasting when you crap. read the thing and you're like it tastes like the sprite after you have the bubble gum amoxicillin i was like that i would that could that's good i was like i think they're trying to deter me but right, i want right. that that like, should be on the, the poster kind of spray. for this. I, I love, <laughs> I love all the, I love like Necco wafers. I love the circus peanuts candy. I love the crap that oh, is the wow. fakest tasting, medicine tasting crap. It's kind Wait, of so amazing that they failed this. I mean, it, granted, like this is going to appeal to some fucking freaks like Kyle. Just, but yeah. no, just I understand. <laughs> no, but the because you that you you read about like what their food laboratories are like and you know they they have these concepts of like mouthfeel and you know mountain dew is i think one of the great you know triumphs of human soul destroying uh capitalism because it's just like so, so perfect at accomplishing what it's trying to do and then to like have that same team or i guess it wasn't the same team but like the same company designed something that falls this flat and like yeah. misses what people like about Mountain Dew so badly. It actually gives me a little bit of hope for the future of America because it's like, <laughs> oh, maybe maybe we're not on rails towards just a world where you know maybe Mountain Dew is the Godfather, maybe Baja Blast is part two, and maybe the hard stuff here is part three. It's yeah. a little it's a little bit late. A lot of the people aren't good, but you know, standalone, it might be all right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not his fault. Goodfellas, a.k.a. Topo Chico's Hard Seltzers, came out around the same time. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, this, it, it's, it, like you said, Jack, it's like, how does, how does PepsiCo lose their way? You know, <laughs> how did they lose their way? Why didn't they stand up 
This for sounds the like the beginning to the biggest blow-off class at any college. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks, to the history of Mountain Dew. <laughs> here, at Glen, here at Glenview Community College, we'll, economics class, we'll be exploring how Pepsi nah, lost their it's way. Brown. It's one. This it's is American Ivy Studies school. 203, <laughs> the history of Mountain Dew, folks. I think yeah. that it, this, it would just be a whole class about foods that aren't colors you've ever seen. Right. <laughs> like, this isn't a nature color. But, I mean, like, that's where you feel like they should know their market well enough. Like the, like, the marketing of, like, the can, right? Even if you look at the graphics on the can, it's like a fucking bear is, like, ripping off, like, a mountain. Like, it's, they're, like, these aggro animals and shit on it. It looks like somebody who, like, welds without, like, a fucking, like, like eye protection oh, or face wow. protection on. Like, that's the energy I get from the cans. Yeah. So to suddenly be like, but we got to compete with the 100 cal, zero sweetener, zero sugar added, folks. Like, I just don't. I think that's where they fuck up by just not being aggressively being like, it's basically pre-mixed cocktail with Mountain Dew in it. Yeah. I'm it, looking at these cans and it says that Mountain Dew is actually invented to be a mixer when it was invented overall. Is that true? Originally intended to be a mixer for alcoholic spirits, when Mountain Dew was created more than 80 years ago, the brand is returning to its roots in one of the first alcoholic versions of a major soft drink. Based on the origins and the original like marketing around it, I would have to assume that spirit was moonshine. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> Mountain Dew does taste like it was invented to make you not taste something else. Right. Yeah. It, it's like I exist to cover up death. I never, <laughs> I never feel like direct wiring from my something I'm putting into my body to my brain as directly as I do when I drink a Mountain Dew. It's just like there's, there's it's just so direct and like I don't You're know. You're jacking into the Matrix. Yeah, I'm jacking into the <laughs> main, to the, to the fucking uh, Baja Blast mainframe. There's um, this comedian who lives in Atlanta named Andy Sanford who has a joke about how he's getting too old to just be walking down the street with a <laughs> bottle of Mountain Dew. <laughs> he's like, you just you can't just have that in your hands when after thirty. Yeah, it's green. Yeah, I mean, I do look. I do look. Uh, I I like to give somebody a, a quick up and down if I see him cruising with a big old bottle of Mountain Dew. I'm like, hold on, hold on. You yeah, might be, you might be worth talking to. I mean, you would be you'd be doing a lot of. Your eyes would get tired in the South, man. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's just about everyone. But and I, that's why I'm curious why people aren't you know rising up yeah. and saying this is not our king. Our king is chock full of high fructose corn syrup, and you know <laughs> maybe not drinking all the Mountain Dew is why they're not rising up. I mean, to Kyle, to Kyle's point, though, they like I, I have to assume that they, you know, when they're picking a test market, they're just like looking at where sales for Tannerite are like at their highest. And, right. you know, like going there, Tennessee, Iowa, Florida, I just I feel like you the the Mountain Dew drinking populace is maybe not the the one you want to fuck with. Or maybe they are. Maybe they're all just... They like, might be looking at, like, Nielsen ratings for Maury reruns and then just releasing <laughs> the Mount, hard Mountain Dew in those markets. All right. So this actually... I, I wanted to quick sidebar. want to put this in a category of pop culture things that, you know, listeners hit us with with your answers to this question. But this feels to me like a... like obvious great idea that in execution sucked like my my other example that i could come up with in like the two minutes after between me thinking of that and when we started recording was like 
feel like Waterworld was like a cool, great idea, and then the execution wasn't quite there. Oh. Um, I'm also uh, stealing from the Reddit thread because there there is a Reddit thread that was like great, uh, great idea, bad execution. They called uh, pointed to downsized that like Matt Damon. Mm-hmm movie about adults being shrunk uh down and i've always said that like that is shrunk shrunk down people shrunk down characters is a under exploited like movie idea like because we got honey i shrunk the kids which is now like outdated and it was for kids um and like the only adult version we've gotten is downsized i i guess maybe ant-man but it feels like that. But is... you want it like like inner space. You want more like people got people got all tiny all of a sudden. Adults got adults all tiny. got tiny. <laughs> give it to me, or they could be kids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just remake Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Like you no. do feel like there should be as many shrinking people movies as there are like these other sort of like heist movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me more shrunk people. How often can we rob a casino? Like that dude, I don't know. That captured that captured my imagination. Who would be in the in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot? I think Andy Samberg plays Rick Moranis. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't remember any of the other uh, And then I think we're good to go and we made yeah. it. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough to get you play, in, that'll get you in the room. Yeah. yeah. And someone plays a big giant ant. That's yeah. the other part I remember when they were in the front yard. Freaked the shit out of me when the sprinklers come on. Oh. You thought that was somebody playing that giant ant? It wasn't. <laughs> no miles oh, that was a real giant ant they shrunk those damn kids oh, shit i got laughed at when i when it was uh what do i want to be when i grow up project in kindergarten yeah. <laughs> i said i want to be i want to be the performer that plays the ant <laughs> and honey i shrunk the kids do you guys have uh, examples of this like ideas that seem like okay that's gonna be great and then they suck uh the hindenburg yeah the hindenburg is a great idea look it's, at that you can float around all cool it has a renewable resource involved. Yeah. Unfortunately, the renewable resource is fairly flammable. <laughs> mm-hmm. The dirigible future that was promised where everybody's just fucking blimping around. Blimping around everywhere. Yeah. Big blimping. Super underrated. I think, man, I, it's, it's so weird because you say that. And I'm like, man, I fuck with Waterworld. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know it's bad. And I guess that's why it's some, I'm trying to think, I'm like, okay, what did I, I just wish there was, they gave me just a little bit more. I feel like so many things are like that, but it, it's hard for me to to pick something at the moment. I'm really into like the premise of these new Jurassic Park movies where like the dinosaurs got out and, right. but yes. like apparently those movies suck. But like, if we just live, just give me a world where we live in a place where, you know, there's a... You have to be inside today, inside like a metal cage, uh, caged home today because dinosaurs are like coming through like that. I would love the dinosaurs. a fun future. Uh, what about mini oh. discs? Mini uh, yo, discs? that's so f- I was literally going to say that. Guy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I'm discs. like, what did I? Because f- I had to think to myself, I'm like, yeah. what's something that I fucked with and it was a holdout for a long time? Like oh, yeah. insisting that this was gonna work, and I, I, yo, I used to, I used to make so many little custom mini discs and shit, and I thought I was on, you know, it was the wave of the future until like burnable CDs and like CD drives yeah. became like, you know, ubiquitous. But I really, the mini disc felt like a, I don't know, there's some of the physical media that made a mini disc feel like 
like what I was listening to was really important. The mini disc felt like you had evidence. Right. Like someone's like handing you like Intel, but it's actually a, a Switchfoot song. <laughs> Wait, I don't even, I don't think I ever like paid attention to mini Just disc. small CDs. No one did. But that's because they, yeah. they, they were invented like the same time as very, very early, like 128 megabyte, like MP3 players. Right. So they so were replaced by nothing. The cloud. By, by M- immediately. Yeah, right. I mean, because so it was like, you know, this the like last dying farts of the physical media industry. Yeah. Trying to be like, what if you got this, though? And it's easy to just record on these. They're like tapes, but they're yeah. CDs. But they didn't exist long enough to have the stuff everywhere. Where CDs are still kind of around because CD players are involved, blah, blah, blah. But like a mini disc player was so niche its whole existence. Right. I feel like in the food category, Pizza Hut has dropped a lot of specialty pizzas on us that are like amazing ideas. Mm. And then every time I have them, they just taste like extra salt, extra salty pizza. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I had the I did have the, the, the Little Caesars Batman pizza calzone combination. You did? You did? Yeah. I have I, I do have my limited edition, the Batman art that says Little Caesars pizza on it. It is, uh, it's a it tastes, it's a little liquid. The whole thing kind of tastes a little too wet to be pizza or mm-hmm. calzone. Oh, yeah. That's what do you best. mean, like too soft? It's like soft and runny and it all sort of mushes together. Sort of, you ever see that area where two oceans meet and one of them is a little brown and the other one is blue? And yeah. it's like, that's what the pizza feels like. Mm. You don't know what Where to you're add. like, shouldn't all this be, shouldn't this just be mixing? And it's like, oh no, the ingredients are bumping into each other in a weird way. Wow. And did you see the Batman or just got Oh, no, pizza? I'm going to go see that today. Wow. Okay. I like to go in the middle of the day when there's less people around. Yeah. That's smart. Oh, okay. Oh, that way you can get emotional in there and not feel bad. That way I can keep asking my girlfriend which one's the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> which one? I like to do fun stuff like that. Oh, so oh! he's Batman. You figure it out a little ways in. You just like to do fun little fun little gags. Like there's, there's fun to be had in empty movie theaters. Yeah. Right. Oh, For Batman, sure. like that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought it was Batman. Oh, I'm hoping Batman. we figure out finally what happened to his parents. Right. <laughs> I'm just hoping this movie finally covers these same two fictional people I've seen die nine times this century. If they want, like the fact that the Joker jammed that in there was very, I don't know. But the the if they if they dramatize that scene one more time. Um, It'd be so funny. I hope gonna the be Robert psyched. Pattinson's Batman finds that out by watching one of the other Batman movies <laughs> on an iPad. Because I know that like it came up because there's something in the new movie that suggests that the timeline of his parents' death was 2001. And people were like, so that, that means that he was coming from, like they were coming from the first Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> or, you know, Shrek or something yeah. like that. If they just could have held off to have him leaving Twilight, it would right. have been like a perfect, perfect nod. And then I would be okay with seeing it again. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, well, Kyle, as always, a true pleasure having you on TDZ. Yeah, uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? I'm Kyle Ayers on, on Instagram and Twitter. And I have a podcast called Never Seen It, where comedians rewrite movies they've never seen. That's going to be coming back pretty soon. We got like Henry Zabrowski and Mara Wilson and some fun people who are going to be doing that. And uh, But, f- you know, follow me online. I'll post about it. Nice. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah, I, uh, um, dang, that's fine. We just talked about this, so I don't want to do that. I'm glad I wrote two down. So Ellie Crimendall, I hope I said that properly. I might not have. 
tweeted, so grateful for my spa treatment today. And then in parentheses, held face above strainer while making mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very relatable to me. Mm -hmm. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and also the other pod, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra, where we talk about 90 Day Fiance. Tweets that I like at Slappy, but it's with a V S L V P P Y tweeted. If you stole your first pair of AirPods, you are a responsible motherfucker for real. And I thank you. I felt that. Also, Damn, I are think you stole the- your first pair of AirPods? Yeah, yeah. It's also the panic of like, like when I lost shit as a kid, my parents were like, okay, here's the new policy. It's one and done. It's like, but I need that. It's like, well, you shouldn't have lost that shit because it's expensive. Like, but I, I need my Police Academy handheld video game from Tiger <laughs> Electronics. Uh, lost that, that shit need. on Huh? That is a need. You don't want to yeah, losing that. Exactly. Uh, another one is from uh, Shahana underscore Srini. Shahana Srinivasan tweeted, you were searched 43 times on LinkedIn this week. Okay, so where's my job? <laughs> Which feels, uh, yeah, it's always like, what does that even mean? And then uh, Stephen Monticelli at Stephen, S-T-E-V-A-N-Z-E-T-T-I tweeted, Mike Jones blowing on that Indo GameCube Nintendo, 14-year-old Stephen. He gets me. Although, (laughs) have to pull your card there. That was actually uh, Slim Thug who said that part. It wasn't Mike Jones on that song on Tiffin. Anyway, shout out to Mike Jones. Wow. Nice try, asshole. That was your nice that was your set was slim message to that tweet that you were yeah. highlighting. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A couple tweets I've been enjoying at Twitter's bad boy, TGB on Twitter, tweeted, uh, I'm at a cardiology convention in Chicago and the keynote speaker is being arrested for murder. It's oh. a fugitive reference. <laughs> <laughs> And Adam Sirius tweeted me, here's your 30th birthday card, friend crying. Please stop. One was plenty. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people should go check out? Oh, just uh, some nice little beats that'll make you feel like you're in 1997. This is a track called Little Creatures by Jade Cicada. And I don't know, when I when I first heard this song, it felt like something that would have been in like the movie like Wild Things or like uh, Intolerable Cruelty or something, where it just feels like those kinds of instrumentals where you just should, like, it's just to reveal a character and you're like, oh, they're cool because this song's cool. <laughs> and that's the very specific idea I had when I heard this song. So this is Little Creatures by Jade Cicada. All right. Well, go check that song out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine. Uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go to for a healthier, happier you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.